Hello, old dogs. This is your host and top dog, Bill Manicero. Today's show is a special rebroadcast of one of our most popular episodes. I'm introducing the show under the banner, Best of Old Dogs REI Network Podcast. Well, enjoy. Welcome to the Old Dogs REI Network, where cash flow is king. Real estate investing, the means, so you can enjoy your retirement dreams. This is the show where we cut right to the chase. No sales pitch, no long monologues, just simple how-to real estate investing advice, so you can earn the passive income you need to enjoy your retirement today. And now, your host and chief old dog, Bill Manasero. Hello? Dogs. Okay, Hunter, that's good. <laughs> and welcome to Fun Facts Friday. This is our once a week, only on Friday show, where we have special episodes not featuring guests, where I will share tricks, tips, terminology, and techniques that will help skyrocket you to real estate investing success. Today's topic is just do it. But before we get started on today's topic, I just uh, like to touch base with you guys and find out how you are all doing there and uh, uh, in real estate investing land. Um, <laughs> I uh, Okay, I'm going to redo this whole thing. Okay, I'm going to let you out, Hunter, even though that was really funny and fun. Okay, well, um, that's what you get for uh, taking your dog into the recording booth um, to record today's podcast. But uh, nonetheless, hey, it's fun, right? You know, I mean, we're we're in real estate. You know, we we're old dogs. We're used to howling, and we should not be shocked when our dogs howl too. You know, anyway, just uh, totally got through me off track here. Hey. Tip of the day. That's what I was going to do. Oh, no. First, I was going to say a couple of words of encouragement. Tim, you can edit this however you want, okay? <laughs> I, hopefully, it'll be judiciously. Okay. First off, I just want to just touch base with you like I always do at the beginning of our Fun Facts Fridays and uh, just hopefully you're doing really great. I mean, this is... Uh, this has been a, a, I know it's been a, a challenging year for a lot of folks. There aren't as many deals, at least in the multifamily space, as as there have been in previous years. But are we discouraged? No, we're not discouraged. We're, we're finding other cool ways to make it happen. And uh, likewise, if you are just looking maybe for that first purchase, okay, um, and we're going to talk about that today. You, you definitely have a lot to be excited about. So we're going to get into that. But first thing, I always like to give a little tip of the day here to start off. And today's tip is Fiverr.com. Okay. Now, Fiverr, if you don't know what it is, I've mentioned it before on previous shows, but it is a, a, a portal you can go to to find people that will do things for you that will help you in your business. Okay. And of course, uh, here we're talking about real estate business, right? Well, 
Um, I use Fiverr for uh, doing like a lot of the social media banners you might see if you ever go to our show notes or uh, um, even our, 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 you know, our little logo that you see if you have our podcast on your phone and you see that little gold box, you know, kind of like thing. Well, I mean, that was designed by somebody at Fiverr's. All our banners are designed by people at Fiverr. I mean, I've, I've had logos. Um, I've had... Um, not just art type stuff, but uh, I, there are uh, folks that will help you uh, put together databases or create a website or any number of other things that um, th- there's skip tracers there. You know, if you want to like you find an address of a place and you can't find who the owner is, um, you can go to Fiverr and they call it Fiverrs because everything initially when the business first started it was five dollars. You want to have somebody track down some, you know, 10 houses and give you the owners five bucks. You want to do a banner? Five bucks. Everything was five bucks. Did I say five bucks? Yeah, five bucks. So there's still a lot of stuff on there that's still five bucks. But um, you should, I mean, you'd be amazed at the stuff. Let's say you're trying to put together a brand. You're trying to get your name out there and maybe attract investors or maybe you're trying to reach out and, and attract people selling their homes or whatever. You want to write an article. And maybe you're not the best writer in the world, but you can go to Fiverr and you can find somebody to write that article for you, believe it or not, for $5. But I I would pay a little bit more because sometimes the people that do it for five are not the best writers. You know, English may not be even their first language, but but nonetheless, there are some great deals and things that you can find there. Um, Just check it out, fiverr.com, good tip. Okay, let's get into our topic, just do it. Okay, now what am I talking about? I'm talking about making that first initial purchase, that first property purchase, or maybe you're already, you've been doing maybe single family homes and you're about ready to move up into multifamily and you're having some, some hesitation and some concern. So this is, this is one of the things that I encounter the most in talking with people that are considering investing in real estate. It's maybe just taking that first step making that first purchase. And so I just want to, I want to talk about it a little bit because we all have had to deal with that at some point or another. Uh, those of us that have been investing for a little while, we, we had to make that first purchase. And one of the fun things about doing my show is that I talk to a lot of people, they tell us their story and it usually involves their first purchase. And there are many situations that people have come into real estate investing um, and they've had to deal with some of those those questions that we all have. Um, and I'm looking at this because I, I think it's, there might be some listening right now that are just, you know, they've been reading the books, they've been listening to the podcasts, they've been reading the articles, they're doing their internet searches, they're going on YouTube, they're doing all their research, they're getting all the information, but they just can't make that first step. And they're, it's very normal. There's a lot of people that have to encounter that. And uh, a lot of times, you know, there are very legitimate reasons why people feel that way. Uh, A lot of times though, it's also fear driven too. They're just, there's the fear of sort of the unknown. This is a new area for me. Um, Or maybe just the fear of failure or fear of making mistakes. And then there's the the risks and that kind of comes under fear too, is, well, I lose money. Well, well, I get sued. Um, And and then there's a whole host of other things like, um, can I get a better return somewhere else? Could I take that same money and invest it somewhere else and and get a better return? Um, 
maybe they're in a place like I am in Southern California where it's not the best place to get cash flow. And so the options really, if you want to invest in rental properties, is to go out of state. And if that's the case, there's a lot of people say, I don't want to buy a property that I can't see or run over to if there's a problem or if there's an issue. Or uh, maybe they they don't just don't want to be a landlord. Maybe they've heard other people's horror stories about being a landlord and, and all of the, the challenges of dealing with crazy tenants and things of that nature. Uh, or maybe it's just a matter of waiting for the perfect deal. This is when I get stuck up in all the time because I... I, I want to make sure it's the right deal, but you can, you can do that forever. And you, you know, either it's going to be the right deal or you walk away and you go to another one. But, um, you, you, you need to be able to at one point zero in on, on what that deal is going to be that, that first deal. Um, sometimes people feel it's a lack of experience and, uh, the, even though they may have done a lot of research and read a lot of books they're they don't feel they know enough yet to really be a good investor, or maybe they're concerned about property value, uh, property values going down and, uh, an upcoming recession, or, or maybe they don't think they can find any deals or maybe they've tried and they, and they haven't had much luck and they're thinking, Oh man, this is uh, this is going to be tougher than I thought. Or, um, or maybe they're, they're thinking, well, do I even know the difference between a good deal and a bad deal? Or maybe they've been trying to find a mentor and they haven't found a mentor yet. And so that's a reason for not getting started. Those are just kind of specific reasons why people might not, but uh, there's sort of common what I call barriers to entry. And, and we've done some episodes on these and I'm going to have links in here too, uh, lots of links that I, I think will help you if, you if you're exploring this and trying to figure out maybe why you're not moving forward. Some of the common ones are, I don't have the money. And uh, I have an episode 194 where I go into that specifically, but a lot of the people that we have on our show started off with no money. And uh, there are just some great stories about how people got creative and were able to either bring in partners or do seller financing or many other things to, to address that issue. But uh, I have a whole episode on that. Another common barrier to entry is uh, I don't have the time. You know, I'm just too busy. I'm working full time. I, I don't know where I can carve. I'm already working, you know, 60 hours a week. I don't know where I can carve out the time. And I have another episode number 228 that I'll have a link for you that you'll be able to access and, and look at some of the time and how you can find more time, uh, even when you think you don't have any time. Um, and then there's, I'd mentioned, you know, I don't have the knowledge, I don't have the confidence, or I'm just plain scared. Um, those are some, some of the common things that kind of face us as we all look at this, this step into real estate investing. I could give you sort of a, a ton of real life stories, uh, you know, just from the people that I've met and talked to both on, on the air and off the air, people that have shared with me how they got into real estate investing and, and how they overcame their fears and excuses and, and who started in some cases with absolutely nothing and grew their real estate business into a multi-million dollar business enterprise, uh, that a cash flowing machine, so to speak. Well, I, I'm going to share you just, I'm going to share with you my story. And I'm sure those of you that listen while, you know, are, are pretty familiar with that, but, um, and I share it. I share the good, the bad, and the ugly on this show. And uh, when I first 
even considered, uh, I wasn't even looking at real estate investing. In fact, it's what, what happened is I got a check and I was figuring out what to do with that check. And I had received this unexpected inheritance check. And so you could probably check off the, the issue is that I don't have the money because I did have the money. I had some money to invest, not a lot, but enough to, to get started in real estate investing. And I wanted to do something with it. And I have heavily invested in the in the stock market. I have been in a lot of types of um, investments in in the stock market, stocks and bonds, and and uh, all types of uh, types of investments. But part of my fear at that time, and that the market was kind of going up and down, and was really inconsistent, and I was concerned about putting more into the market. Um, when I was already nervous about the funds that I did have in. And so I started looking at other options and I looked at everything, gold, Bitcoin, things like that, uh, all these different options. And, and I finally thought, well, I know a lot of guys that are investing in real estate that do very well. And I thought maybe I'll just do that. So I started doing my research and I started, you know, reading books and going online and looking at uh, podcast, looking at, you know, uh, YouTube and, uh, listening to podcasts. I guess you could look at a podcast, but you wouldn't really see much. But anyway, so I was, you know, just kind of going through these, the, the steps and, and learning about it to see if that might be a viable altern, you know, alternative investment for me. And I thought, well, that's good. It's a good to diversify. And, and I have money in gold. I have money in, you know, the stocks. I have, okay, so this would be nice, a nice little diversification thing. But I didn't want to really do any work. I just want to invest. This is where I kind of, you know, I, I started to look at it just like I would any other investment. So when I would consider buying a, a, a different stock, I would usually research it. I'd get information on the company. I'd get information on the management. I'd do, you know, just your basic sort of due diligence to, you know, invest in a new stock or new company. Um, and, and I'd do the same thing I'd, if I'm evaluating an index fund or a mutual fund. You, you, you'd look at all the, the, the various factors that could affect that and look at the history of that and so forth, and and you, you before you invest, and so I'm kind of looking at this as just another investment, and I think that that was probably why it didn't take me as long as it might take for other people, because uh, yeah, I, I I don't know if I, I just wasn't smart enough that I didn't realize that it was different than the other investments, or uh, it's just kind of that thing where I was. Uh, as I, the more I read, the more excited I got about it. And I said, okay, this sounds good. And I wasn't, I, I just, I wasn't, you know, kind of over examining it. I just said, this is an investment. And then I found out about turnkey properties and I thought, oh, this is great. Now I don't have to worry about doing any work. Okay. Well, I definitely got education later on that particular area, but I, I found turnkey properties. And so I, you know, looked at markets. And as I was reading, I realized it was important to find a market that was growing and, and was a good place to invest. And I found a couple of markets that I thought were good. And they were Memphis and Atlanta. And I found a turnkey property company that was in those areas. And I went in and, uh, and started going through their portfolio of different properties that they had. And I looked at, you know, all the numbers and everything. And I, and I found some properties that I thought I'd like, and but I, I wasn't going to commit to it until I saw the property. So of course, at that time I was living in Haiti. And so I basically had to hop on a plane from Port-au-Prince to first Atlanta. And then after that, Memphis. 
And in maybe four days, okay, I'd found the properties. I'd looked at all the different ones that I was interested in. I selected three, okay, and, and that was a one uh, duplex and two single family properties. And I hopped on the plane and I flew home. And then the next month, I'm getting income checks. I'm getting checks from this and, I, and I'm going... Well, not literally checks. It was wired into my account because I was in Haiti and, you know, the mail's not that great. But anyway, I was getting this this regular income and I'm going, well, that was easy. That was great. You know, and I just I, I didn't really think about it other than this is another investment. But, man, I'm, I'm making more on these <laughs> investments than I have in, my, in the stock market right now. That's when I started getting, you know thinking about it, well, maybe I could do more of this because as I was getting older, I was looking at moving back to the States and I wasn't sure what I was going to do. And as I had these properties and they're producing for me, I'm going, well, maybe I could just get a lot more of those properties. That'd be kind of fun and just kind of grow this portfolio. And, uh, you know, and then I, that would help us in our retirement years. It would also help in, uh, uh, you know, for the future and, and uh, for, you know, something maybe I could even hand down to my kids. So that was my first just do it experience. And I literally just hopped on a plane and did it. I, I uh, didn't really... Um, I didn't really think a lot about it. I mean, I'd, I'd been doing my research, but I, 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 I didn't do as much as I probably should have, especially in the area of turnkeys. And and I do have episodes on turnkeys, so you can go to our website and uh, punch in turnkey, and you'll get you know my my feedback on that. I don't think that they're all bad by any means. I just think that you have to be really, really cautious and you have to, you really have to do your due diligence there too. Okay, so after all that, there. Um, what I think is a good idea, and this kind of happened after I got involved, is, is, um, and I sort of learned some of the the, the not so good stuff and the good stuff too, and I uh, came up with a podcast, uh, 006, and that's uh, how to get started in real estate investing. And then I talk about the steps, and I and I've talked about that in, in multiple episodes as well about you know getting educated, uh, finding a mentor, writing a plan, which we just talked about last week. Um, and, uh, and all the, all the steps that really will ensure that you're, you're making the right decisions. But overall, uh, you know, I, I think that, you know, I can look back on this and I can say, you know, uh, yeah, I did make my mistakes and, uh, nothing that really just, devastated me, but I definitely had some struggles and I've shared those struggles on this program. But overall, I was, I'm really glad that I did get into it because, you know, I went in there and I bought these properties in cash. I was able to, um, actually they, as they grew in equity, I was able to draw equity. And, uh, I mean, since they already bought them in cash, they had tons of equity, but I was able to pull some of that equity out to buy multifamily properties and, and to move in the direction that I'm moving now. Right. And so I, I, I don't regret having done it. In other words, is what I'm saying. And for those of you that are, that are kind of battling fears or doubts, or maybe you're, you're wrapped up in analysis paralysis or, um, you might want to just stop for a second and start looking at the positive things. Stop looking at the negative things. Start looking at the positive things because that was what attracted me to real estate is I saw, man, these, this is really neat. This is a, a really steady cash flow uh, investment. There's, there's all these other benefits. So what I'm going to zero in on right now is some of that positive. 
if you've got maybe a spouse that's negative about it, or maybe, you know, you want to bring into the room or whatever to listen to this podcast, um, these are some things that really, to this day, I, I just feel very strong about that are very positive and that attracted me to real estate and continue to, to motivate me and keep me moving forward. And I think if, if some folks that were struggling were looking more at the positives, they would be more motivated to want to move. And, and this is really what helped me to move forward. So I'm going to present here 14 reasons why real estate investing is great for retirement. And I think that these are just some of them. I think you could make a list a lot longer than this, but these are some of the key ones for me. Um, and again, I, I looked at it in relation to retirement. Why did I want to do this for my retirement? Okay, because the last thing I wanted, for example, was a another job. I, I wanted something that would be passive income. So that's, you know, number one, you don't have to work full time. Okay, it's one of those things where you can set your own hours any way you want. Yeah, sometimes if you really want to ramp up and you have an aggressive plan, you may end up working full time, but you don't have to. You can set the amount of time you de dedicate to it. And if you're already working, you can do it, you know, just uh, in a number of hours per, per week and just set aside time and still achieve your goals. Number two, it's, rel it's a relatively safe investment. And this is one of the big appeals to me is that, you know, I've had stocks that just disappeared off the market that, that are no longer companies anymore. I had no control over it. I, there were things that I couldn't do about it that were, and, and I lost money. But the, the neat thing about real estate is that it is a tangible asset, okay? It's land. It's, a, it's a, a place you can go and you can look and you can touch the building and you can touch the ground and it's real. And it'll always have value. Now, the value may go up and down. That's, that's very possible. But if you buy right, it's going to pretty much go up over time and yeah there'll be dips but it'll keep going and it'll keep going and and it's over t it's a relatively safe investment number three you already know the basics if you've purchased a home before and there may be some listening that haven't but if you've purchased a home you know the basics that's it you, you gotta you know understand that uh, you know you have inspections you have escrow papers you have all these you have uh, loans there are a lot of things that you've already dealt with um, number four uh, upfront costs can be minimal. Now, this the, the the appeal to me about it is that you there's so much room for creativity here. If you don't have a lot of money, you can you can leverage. You can you can have, maybe have seller financing, or you can maybe partner with somebody, or or you know maybe you can reduce the down payment. You can even get grants for down payments. I mean, there's a lot of ways that you can move around that that particular uh, part of it is that the upfront costs don't have to be huge. Um, uh, number five, your money goes a long way. You know, one thing great about real estate is that, you know, you can you can invest money, for example, in the stock market and um, you can you can maybe control certain aspects of your stock and you can do certain things to leverage. But there's not really a lot of room you can but you can it's take $30,000, for example, and invest in a property. Um, and in that, that 30,000 will purchase a property for 150,000 and, and, uh, or that costs 150,000. And over time you've got this equity and you've got other things that you can utilize there to leverage it. So your money goes a long way with real estate. Uh, income is steady. If you invest properly, your income will be 
pretty standard. You, even if it doesn't, if it fluctuates a little here and there, um, it, the idea is to build up these multiple streams of income that you can draw off of, and hopefully you have more than you need. Uh, and if you have some vacancies, it'll drop down a little bit, but you'll still be you'll still be okay. Number seven, uh, you can give yourself a raise. I mean, this is great. You you're, you don't have a job, but it it is. It, it's kind of like a job in that, hey, you know, I can increase my rents. If my rents go up, then my, my cash flow is going to increase too. So you literally are giving yourself a raise. And number eight, you, you get bonuses. What are the bonuses? The bonuses are when the property is sold, or maybe you want to do a cash out refi. Um, you can tap into the equity, okay? And the equity is part of that bonus that really you know, just boosts up and, and is something that you can really, you can really leverage. Um, um, if you uh, syndicate, for example, you, you, there's acquisition fees, there's other bonuses there that are, that are involved. So it depends on what you're, what you're doing. Uh, number nine, tax advantages. I mean, one of the biggest, the biggest benefits is that you have these tax benefits and all kinds of write-offs that you can come up with, everything from depreciation to expense deductions, interest paid on your mortgage and so forth. And then if you have to, let's say, for example, you want to, uh, let's say, buy another property, you could do a 1031 exchange and not have to pay anything in capital gains. But that's, that's another one here. Okay, but number 10, you can work from home. That's right. You can set up your own little desk or your laptop on the kitchen table and do what you got to do. And um, you can arrange your, your time any way you want. You, the t your time is however you want to do it. So it makes it really simple to do, to operate. Um, as I mentioned, you can avoid capital gains if uh, you're... Um, Selling a property, you can uh, use it, for example, as I mentioned, the 1031 exchange. Also, in, in like in the stock market, a long-term capital gain is like 15 to 20%, depending on your income. And in real estate, capital gain is untaxed for the first 500000 A husband and a wife, that's a husband and a wife, uh, can get, let's say, a 250000 exemption. As I mentioned, the 1031 exchange as well, where you can just keep deferring that those capital gains indefinitely. So that's fantastic. Uh, number 12, you can be the bank. Once you start generating a lot of cash, you can also be a resource for other investors. So now you can take some of your, your cash and your, your profits and put invest in, in others' projects and, and be able to draw income from that, from the interest that, uh, that's being charged. So, um, that's that's also another another benefit. Uh, number thirteen, politicians love real estate. Why? I have no idea. But <laughs> you, you, we know, you know, that, that there are ways that there are all kinds of things available, not only are the tax laws beneficial for investors, but uh, financing. There's some great uh, mortgage lenders out there that uh, encourage you to provide loans uh, with zero to 3% down, like an FHA loan. They even have an FHA loan, a uh, 230K loan, where you can uh, not only borrow for the purchase of the house, but borrow for your repairs and rehab costs. I mean, it's crazy. There's so many, and Fannie and Freddie have all kinds of different uh, options out there. And finally, number 14, you can leave a legacy. And this is one of the wonderful things about it is that you can generate all this income and, and to be able to 
take vacations and do fun things and what have you. But but in the long run, you know, you, when when you leave, you can leave something behind for your children. And if you can teach them the business, even you know, the, instead of just selling off all your properties and getting the benefits, they could perpetuate and, and maybe do things that they only dreamed of doing before. That uh, maybe they have a you know a love for something that they're not a hundred percent sure they're going to get income on. Maybe it, they want to be an artist or, or whatever, and they and they just don't. You know, they they don't think that they could do that dream because it doesn't produce a, a income on a regular basis. But yeah, if they take on one of your properties, that that could be their income, so that they could do the, some of their dreams too. Um, there's and there's and there's more and more. There's the ability to be able to you know provide your kids with things as they get older. Maybe the the my for me one of my whys, what I call my why that really motivates me is um, that uh, you know the wedding of their dreams maybe or or maybe uh, you know the buying their first home and and being able to uh, you know to to help them with the down payment so they could get in that home. So there's just a, a lot of benefits, but those are, those are 14 that I think are, are just, are just really compelling. And I think sometimes we just got to focus more on that stuff and less on the negatives and the things that were, you know, that are preventing us from making a step. I mean, if you're looking to fill the gap, especially in your retirement budget, you know, you can get a great return on your investment. Um, you also, you know, can generate a, a steady passive cash flow on a regular basis. It'll increase your net worth. Um, you've got the legacy for your children and grandchildren. Um, it's it's tough to beat as an investment. Now, how do you move forward if you're still frozen up and, and it's just real hard for you to, to, to make that decision? Um, I think... Uh, there are there are some legitimate fears, and you need to be aware of those. You need to be wise and, and a good steward of your funds. I mean, there's no question about that. But once you've done the research and you've uh, understand what's going on, yeah, I think putting putting together a plan, getting a mentor, things like that will help you to prevent making real serious mistakes. You're always going to make mistakes. I mean, this is this is one of those businesses where you, you know, we all have made mistakes and we learn from them and that's fine, you know, and, and I look forward to being able to, to grow as I move forward. But the idea is just to reduce the, the ratio of risk by um, education and by having some sort of a mentor or someone you can talk to and to ask questions of to, to make it that much better for you. So that is it for today. I hope that was helpful for you. I really believe that uh, if you just, uh, you know, take action and again, keep your mind focused on, on moving forward, even if you hit some, some rough bumps in the road here, the rest will fall in place and you'll do just fine. Please note, old dog listeners, I'm going to try to put as many links in here as I can uh, for shows that I think will be helpful to support this idea and uh, some that uh, from some of our guests that have uh, started from meager means and have uh, just grown amazing enterprises. So um, just look for the episode entitled Just Do It. So until next time, remember, cash flow is king and real estate investing the means. Thanks again for listening. And may God bless. Thank you very much for visiting the Old Dogs REI Network. We would greatly appreciate if you would stop by iTunes and let us know what you think of the show. We would love if you could subscribe to the podcast, give us a five-star rating, and write a review. The more ratings and reviews we receive, the more visible the podcast will be to others. Thank you.
Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.